everyone. It's Wednesday and I have George and Mandy with me once more. Hey guys. Hello. Hi. And we're going to continue talking about building your own home board game library. So guys, we were talking about some entry level games on Monday. What's next? I've got that collection. I've got the thing where anyone... The people have been coming over. They've gone, oh, okay, this board game thing's actually kind of cool. There's some stuff I can play here. Yeah. What do I want in my collection for the next level? Well, I think one thing to, to for the next level is accessible, quick games that, you know, they're more fun. Uh, they're, they're a little meaty, but you can still finish them up in an hour or so as, so as to not, uh, you know, scare newer or light gamers off. Um, I know with my diehard game friends, you know four hours of castles of burgundy it sounds like a great time but it's not for a lot of other people <laughs> fair um drawing on what we were talking about before with um on monday with marrying mr darcy another example of a theme that you can pitch just like directly to people that draws them in but like more classic board game like ticket to ride and Catan is pandemic and it's right. a, it, once you have them hooked in the idea that board games aren't scary Getting them used to those like different flexing the mechanic muscles, being like, here's a co-op. A lot yeah. of people are like, I don't know if I'm into that. I like yeah. to play for myself. But then you realize that the person you're trying to beat is the game, and the game is the person you get mad at. Yeah, it's it's a, a good starting point. Co-ops are great uh, for pulling people in too, because uh, again, like if you're the serious gamer at the table that day. Uh, they don't have to worry about you like just kicking their butt. Right. You know, they can and, feel like they're included. Yeah. And uh, people like to, you know, have those, that is sort of the next step is those sort of strategic elements and, and those decision making where when you have those moments of like, oh, I've done more, I, I figured something out. I think uh, Century Spice Road is kind of great for that because even if you're not in the lead, you know, you finally get your engine going and like you, you feel smart. You, it's a satisfying experience. And right. then you can quickly wrap it up and try a new strategy next game. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing that I think uh, new gamers like to experience. Because yeah. once you get your, I feel like in a collection, if you, let's say, want to have Steampunk Rally because you love it, you're not going to get people to play it very easily if they're not comfortable with the mechanics. So having yeah. games like Century Spice, which kind of builds an engine in that way, that is also a wicked game to have yeah. in your collection, is like doing yourself and your friends favors. And it kind of that ties back to what we were saying before is like these identifiable themes where it's like, okay, we played one game of Century. Do you like that? Well, let's pull out. I want to show you this other game like you were just saying the... Um, and then, you know, bridging the gap between the more complex games with some simpler games is a great way to get people into some of your favorites. Yeah, because you're never going to get your friends to play like Scythe if you, they're just starting from scratch. It's just right. going to be way too much for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe not necessarily, but. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. It's an intimidating one. Anytime you're pulling, that's another thing we can briefly mention is that, uh, you know, anytime you're pulling out like a hundred components out of a box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it might start uh, intimidating people. I was at a friend's house and they pulled out Caverna and I was like, right. yeah, I'm game for anything. But I had never played Agricola and Agricola already, if you don't understand how it works, can already seem fiddly. Yeah. And then you multiply that by 10 with Caverna and it's just as <laughs> big of a box. And I was like, oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that was scotch. So at least I got through the night. That's what my, uh, my Gloomhaven friends, uh, <laughs> they're like, I just got Gloomhaven. And they show you this box that has its own closet, you know, like the, the, all the components. This is my Gloomhaven closet? Yeah. <laughs> it was... I can't, I can't remember if it was, it was 19 pounds. 
It's I think ridiculous. by itself, like the box, this enormous, I got it, and this enormous box got delivered on my porch, and I was, I thought, well, they've packed that well. I think I was and here you, for that. I think you were. Yeah. And then you realize, it's not that they've packed it well, it's that that is the size of the game <laughs> box yeah. itself. Yeah. It's gigantic. This is not a game to feed people who have never played board games yeah. before. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't think it's even a game necessarily to feed people who know what board games are, because it's just so crunchy. It's great, but it's very crunchy. I think an interesting like theme we're coming to here is we're all talking about games to get our friends into gaming so that we can play more games. I think we're very lucky at Stinks that we have a lot of staff and friends who play a lot of games. Right. And so like we can have a game collection that is much more meaty and get away with it. But if I were to be playing with some of my non-Snakes friends, I would need to have some of those like gateway games to like get them more into it mm-hmm. as a hobby. So I don't know. It's interesting. Like, how would you compare a Snakes employee's um, at-home library compared to oh, yeah. an average gamer who doesn't have a, an active gaming group? That's actually an interesting question and something that uh, would be curious to know what you guys think, actually. Um, we'll be announcing our... Shows. Yeah, we'll be announcing our um, uh, email address at the end of Friday's episode. So please do get in touch and let us know what your th- thought process has been with regards to how you curate your libraries. Uh, and this is actually a great time for me to mention after we did the curating a cafe library uh, episode we also got a message from or a couple of messages in asking some questions i think based on that and this one we are going to do a short episode a bonus episode at some point to actually answer some of those on air so if you sent us questions recently about curating a library we will get to them we're just going to address them a little bit more publicly because i think there's some excellent stuff in there and i think in the meantime if anyone wants to send their shelfies to at snakes and lattes twitter would love to, I love looking at them. They're great. Shelfies are awesome. <laughs> Seeing what people have good. done, yeah. how interesting ideas they've got, games you wouldn't have thought of. Or I'm going to have to tidy like. up my shelf and maybe get, get those uh, over Just get the, right, the lighting yeah. just right. You know? <laughs> so actually, now that I've mentioned that, there's something I would like to discuss, which uh, I'm springing on you guys because we didn't talk about this just Ooh. before the episode. And I just remembered it was on my notes because I just saw it, which is how you take care of your games at home. Because we went into quite a lot of detail about what we do to prep a game for the cafe, but that's not applicable to what you do at your house. You're you're not going to necessarily be varnishing every single board. Uh, you won't necessarily sleeve cards if they're not if it's not a card game where they get used all the time. What what are your sort of key points? Like you've just bought a game, you've taken it home. What are you going to do to it to make it play safe? Some games I like to sleeve right away, just because certain games are easier to shuffle. I find, and I don't like the idea of like bending the cards to the wiffle shuffle and. But to be fair, uh, honest, I, I don't do a lot of uh, preemptive stuff like that because uh, I just, you know, to be, I, I, I play a lot of these games, you know, six times to a dozen times a year because I'm going through so many games. Now, that might not be as applicable for somebody that has access to less games than I do. Uh, maybe if you, you know, you get pandemic and you know you're going to be playing it every single weekend or multiple times a week, maybe then you got to start thinking about you know, I have to sleeve these cards and I have to, you know, get all the bags set up for the pieces and all that stuff. But if you're just playing every once in a while, uh, I don't know if a lot of extra stuff's necessary. For me, I'll go as far as to sleeve one or two games like a Love Letter that gets manhandled a lot while you're playing. Right. But in general, I don't sleeve my games because I like to be able to shuffle more without splitting sleeves and, and I find them a bit of a pain. In cafe setting, they're great. 
For me, though, I like having baggies, and I own a label maker, maker, not maper, maper, because I am that person who like will have like a spice rack with all the labels there. Right. I name my plants, and they'll have yeah. labels. So I'll like get baggies, and I'll label the parts yeah. pieces, mostly because I like things in their place. And if you, yeah. if you've ever opened a, or have an exploded copy of Lords <laughs> of Waterdeep, like, oh. and I have that because that box is not easy. Right. Um. Then you'll, I appreciate having little baggies that I can put it in. Make it a bit easier. I, I need to do more of that too, and even I, I sometimes wonder about like investing more in like custom inserts and stuff just to Rapping. keep everything separate. I just got Ex Libris lately, and that box, everything just every time I bring it to somebody's house, everything is just shuffled and mixed together. It drives me crazy. I wonder does Broken Token, um, a great uh, company that does custom inserts for games, they I don't know if they have one for that one yet. I haven't checked it out, but I'd yeah. like to. And I, I, Foam Core, those groups, those guys that you—it's you, not that hard of a hobby, and it kind of turns into a hobby of its own. Like, yeah. well, what can I make? What? How can I, you know, uh, improve this experience? And that's something that's fun to just start doing for games you really like. When it's one of your favorite games, you can start taking a little extra pride in uh, Who is it? setting it up. And also, it's a uh, for you know when you start having those more hardcore gamer groups. Uh, you get to start showing off your like cool creations, and you're like, "Look how tidy my game box is." You know? For me, it's minis. I like uh, painting minis and showing off my painted minis because yeah. it's a fun hobby. I, Who was it? Scott, um, who's been a guest on this many times. He is playing. Um, I think it's called Shadespire. It's that new yeah, game he's obsessed right. with. Um, the Warhammer uh, sort of small box. Yeah, they love that one. Yeah. He's making a custom insert apicus for components of the game that I don't quite understand because I haven't played it. But he's literally had like the the thin wood and the like the glue and was going to make a custom abacus for this game to make it more easily playable for him and our friend John who also plays games. I think uh, something we haven't touched on is. Uh, like your showcase games, your collectibles. Uh, sometimes if you kickstarted a game, you know it's like it's kind of you want to have those games that like kind of have some wow factor when you have people over, and then you just have it. You know, do you ever pull like, one of your new games out and you leave it sort of on the edge of the coffee table? Like you're not going to bring it up, but if people like, eh, yeah, oh yeah, you know, like so like, it's kind of fun to have some of those. You know, I think every collection needs a few like show showcase pieces. The ones you may, may not play that much, but like you just like looking at them because they just make you happy well let's come on to mention a couple of those on friday uh, as well as one other topic about your showcase games that i want to touch on which is pimping your games out and whether this is something any of you guys have done so we will come back on friday and talk some more home collections then bye for now bye bye